And welcome to the Trenton 365 Show. I'm your host, Jacques Howard. You're listening over WIMG 1300, New Jersey's oldest radio station. And you can find us on social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at WIMG 1300. If you're watching, it's over WPHY Channel 25, covering Mercer County, New Jersey, through the Verizon Fios Network. The Trenton 365 program has a Facebook page, Instagram, and Twitter as well, at Trenton 365. And you can always send me an email, Trenton365show at gmail.com. You can post your events to the Trenton365 community calendar page as well. And I encourage you to check out the YouTube and subscribe there, Trenton365. We do a live show once a month currently. And during that time, we have some commercials and some other in- interesting things that we bring onto that program. But without any further ado, I want to introduce you to Naisha Kelly, who is um, one of the newer interns here to the Trenton365 program. Naisha, welcome. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So Naisha and I met um, probably about four or five, maybe even longer than that, years ago. Um, we had sat down. We did a cipher. Um, for those who don't know, it's a small gathering of people. We did a cipher over at Trenton Social, and we were talking about a few different things. Um, but she's an author. Um, she has a digital magazine that she produces, Koi Magazine. We're going to be talking about that. And then we're going to be talking a bit about how she's going to interconnect all those things and her passion for uh, the nonprofit organization Dress for Success and how it's going to all kind of get wrapped together and we'll get some more exposure for that industry for those um, organizations as well as her own magazine and support her in her efforts as an author so without any further ado Naisha welcome to the camera lady hi thank you (laughs) how y'all doing (laughs) go ahead so um let's uh share a bit about your background with the listening and viewing audience okay so I've been writing forever it seems like and um I really enjoy writing it and for a while, when I first started, I thought I had to rhyme everything. Like, everything had to rhyme. And then someone told me, it doesn't have to rhyme, just it has to make sense. And when I let go of the rhyming, I liberated myself because I was able to write about any topic freely without feeling confined. And I, I enjoyed that. I, writing, for me, makes things real. Whether it's something traumatic or something great that happened, it makes it real once it hit the paper. So um, I've been writing, like I said, since I was a young girl. And I was writing for a newspaper here in the Trenton area, actually. Trenton News. I don't know if you guys heard of that. But um, I would do articles for them. I would do a blog. I, would, I got introduced to being a reporter, which was pretty cool. And um, unfortunately, that it closed down. And, and that's, so, that's fine. It was bittersweet, but I loved it because I got to write. And that's why I love doing this internship because I just want to learn and grow as a writer, as a person, period. And I want to get more into community activities and do more for my community. I mean, I know my way of giving back now is by speaking on subjects like mental illness and, you know, mom and daughter issues, you know, that kind of thing. And I really like doing that. And especially since I have a teen daughter, I want to be the, I always say the woman I want her to be, I have to be. Mm-hmm. And you've been saying that um, since I met you and uh, you, I met her. Mm-hmm. And uh, how old is she now? 17. She's 17 years old. Now, mm-hmm. how about that? I mean, so listening to uh, your opening statement mm-hmm. and then what we were talking about prior to coming on, I mean, you've got this internal drive to get better. Yes. Where did that come from? Um, I think it's because when I was younger, I would, academically, I was unstoppable. But 
I didn't get a lot of accolades for what I was doing. Like, it was just like, okay, you're supposed to do that. And my parents were like, okay, you should be getting A's and B's. What you mean you should get a reward? So I try to give back in that sense, like, especially with my daughter. I try not to, I try to focus on her accomplishments. And we talk about the different failures that may have happened. But I, I'm quick to encourage and slow to criticize. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a, a, a scripture reference. <laughs> I believe that's in Ephesians. Um, quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Yes. Hmm. Because I think sometimes we judge people and we don't try to relate to where they're coming from. We just like judge. We just want to judge them and be like, oh, look at them. They're so bad. Like I remember when I first had my daughter, and I was 21 when I had her. Not that didn't make it any easier not being a teenager because I I was fresh out of water I didn't know anything about raising a kid but some people would say oh you did it the wrong way you should have got married you should have all these shoulders and they were shooting all over me mm-hmm. so I was like you know what I can't allow that you know this is a choice I made and I had to make it right somehow mm-hmm. you know and as long as I do right by her the rest is a no-brainer. You know, and I, I don't know your parents, but mm-hmm. I, I reflect back on the different things that I was taught mm-hmm. and exposed to as a young person mm-hmm. and how that has affected and I think stunted some of my growth. I remember having a conversation with one of my uncles when I just got accepted to college mm-hmm. and I was stoked. Like, I'm going to college. Like, I'm mm-hmm. fired up. I'm moving to Philadelphia. This is great. I'm excited. Yeah. He pulled me to the side and said to me, Now, don't mess this up, because college costs a lot of money. Yeah. And it didn't dawn on me until later what that did to me, because I was so focused on not messing up Mm -hmm. that I didn't really enjoy the opportunity and the privilege that I had, because I was so worried about not messing up. Yeah. And I think a lot of times when we talk, especially to to young adults, I think Mm -hmm. we have a tendency to reflect or um, inflect these different ideas on them, and we have no idea what kind of damage that's causing. So... um, I'm glad to hear that you're taking a different approach mm-hmm. to parenting because I think that that is the progression mm-hmm. that we need as human beings. We need to ex- take, extract from everything that we see in our lives, mm-hmm. filter it down, clean it up, work on presenting that to the next generation, whether yes. that's someone we're related to or mm-hmm. that's just someone in the community. Because all in all, we're, if we're a better society and we're constantly evolving, getting better, mm-hmm. we're all going to benefit from that. Yes. And I just feel as though, um, in, in particular, the black community here mm-hmm. in New Jersey, where I'm from, and from here, is much more, you know, shooting. Yeah. Like you said, there's a lot of shooters around. Yeah. I don't really dig shooters too much. Um, yeah. I, and I often try to catch myself even if I say should mm-hmm. like well you know let me think of another word yeah all right well I'm glad to hear that you are actually progressing and that you're thinking about doing some different things let's uh, talk a little bit about this magazine that you launched okay so I launched Koi magazine in July 2013 and it was an effort to have women's personal development now prior to Koi magazine I had another blog lovers quarrel which was a relationship piece and I didn't it wasn't that I didn't want to write anymore about relationships, but I wanted to write something to empower women because I, I think about my struggles I had growing up. You know, I didn't think my mom loved me just because she, she didn't say I love you, but she showed me. And I learned that through writing my book that your mom did love you. She made sure you had everything you needed. You know, but as a kid, when no kisses, no hugs, you think no love. Yeah. 
So, um, I wanted to give back. And like I said, I can't give back financially yet. But my giving back is by sharing my story and hoping that maybe I could either stop someone from going through what I went through or make them, you know, bridge the gap and get out of a bad situation, mm-hmm. you know. Well, I think that that in itself is, is a fantastic thing and it's well needed in our society. And the fact that you're willing to do it and share your own personal experiences, I think that's a level up. And so be encouraged. And I look forward to seeing how that progresses during your time as an internship and also as our friendship continues to develop and progress Mm -hmm. as well. So I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, whatever I can do to assist you and any of my resources, you know, we're there on that. Yes. So um, before we uh, come up on the first uh, break, I want you to talk about your relationship with Dress for Success. Oh, you know what? I always tell this funny story how I learned about Dress for Success. I used to love the E! Channel. And one time they had an episode with Kamara Lee. I forget the name of her show at that time, but mm-hmm. they had an episode with Kamara Lee that was dealing with women who were trying to get back in the workforce. And she did a whole makeover thing. She dressed them. She got them career ready. And I was like, that's a cool organization, Dress for Success. I wonder if we have one in our area. But I didn't really delve into it to really, you know, see if we had one. I just kind of thought, well, who knows? A couple of years later, I had, I was going on an interview, and I needed interview clothes. So I went to the one-stop career shop, and they told me about Dress for Success. And I was excited because I'm like, they would tell me how they'll suit you for the interview. They'll get you in the interview ready. And then if you get picked up, like if you get hired, they give you five more outfits from their beautiful closet. And I was like, wow, this is so cool. So then I started attending these professional women's group i call it power women's group because it always inspires me when i leave it's like the second wednesday every month at their um location at 3131 princeton pike and we learn so many different things financial literacy you know they're big on that that's their big thing is about financial having women be financially independent Mm -hmm. and i like that because i want i was going through a hard time on the job and my morale was gone, and I was like ready to give up. And I went, started going to Dress for Success and like immersing myself into what Dress for Success meant. And I would get involved. They would ask me to do stuff, and I'd be like, Yeah, okay, I can do that, or I can do that. You know, and this year they surprised me because they asked me to go to Miami to um, go for, be a success ambassador. And that definitely was a life changing experience. The first thing was, I had never gotten on a plane before that. Mm-hmm. So now I'm flying by myself. Because I always said I would go with family. No. I had to go by myself. And I think that's the best thing that could have happened. Um, they pair you with a roommate from another city. So you guys have never met. And you guys are going to be roommates. And we would go to different workshops. Like It was all day. like From like 7 in the morning to like 10 at night workshops. Nonstop. They kept us busy. And... It was a really good trip because I got to meet other women from all walks of life. And the one thing I, w- I love the most is I met the editor-in-chief of O Magazine and had no idea that that's who she was. The way they did it was the panelists would have tags on them that say hello like ours, so we couldn't tell who was going to be speaking. So I'm talking to her about my book, about my magazine, just talking like whatever. And the next day, she's up on the panel talking, and I'm like, 
she said she's from old magazine i almost passed out i was like oh my god and to think i almost didn't come on this trip and she took my business card and she said to me she's like i want to see that book and that really made me feel really good like wow i was just talking to her like i, I had no idea who she was hmm. none i just thought she was a ambassador like me but she wasn't she's <coughs> she's the editor-in-chief of Oak Magazine. That was a big deal for me. And like I said, the experience was life-changing because it taught me that there are things bigger than me out there that they trusted me to do this and to come back and discuss financial literacy was a big deal because for a while I used to struggle with that, you know, and I, didn't, I wasn't comfortable at first because I'm the kind of person when I talk about things, even in my blog, I try to relate to you. Make it relatable, not preachy and not in your face like you have to do this, you have to do that. No, this is what I did. I think you should make a different path because a wise man once said, you learn from the mistakes of others. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't know that. They just make their own mistakes and they don't always bounce back the way you did or someone else did. So if you learn from somebody's mistake, it can save you a lot of trouble. Mm, that's fantastic. Yeah. That's actually a great segue um, until the first break. I'm speaking with Naisha Kelly. Naisha, before um, we go to break, why don't you share your contact information, uh, your public contact information, and how people can check out your blogs and your magazine. Okay, so Koi Magazine is on Facebook. Koi Magazine is on Instagram and Twitter under the handle Koi Magazine. Um, I have a page on Facebook. Again, it's Koi Magazine. And... um my website is actually www.coymagazine.wordpress.com. So, check it out. Awesome. I've got Naisha Kelly, who is one of my newest interns in the studio with me in the first segment of the program. The IELTS organization will be here shortly, and I'll be talking about urban agriculture and some of the gardening programs that are happening here in the region and how you can get involved with that. also want to encourage folks to uh, give a shout-out to uh, Quattro H2O, having some Quattro H2O um, water-infused, designer water-infused with caffeine. Information to be available on the social media sites for Trenton 365. You're listening and watching the Trenton 365 show over WIMG 13 and we'll be back after a short break. And welcome back to the Trenton 365 Show. Send me an email, trenton365show at gmail.com. The 365 are the actual numbers. You can also find me on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Trenton365. Uh, if you have an event that's coming up, um, something you'd like to get some additional press coverage of, um, hit me up. Um, because I know a lot of times people spend a lot of time and a lot of energy putting together press releases to send them to traditional media outlets uh, who oftentimes don't really do much with them. I'm encouraging you to send them over to Trenton365show at gmail.com or via one of the social media platforms and we'll see what we can do about getting someone out there um, to cover that, whether to write an article, take some pictures, uh, interview you, etc. But there's a lot of amazing things happening. Trenton365 is exploding. Um, we've got sponsorships that are coming down the pike like a Quattro H2O which is a designer water infused with caffeine which is a Jersey Shore cosmetics product and you're going to hear a lot more about that coming up in the future also Harry's razors most of you guys know that I shave my face and my head um, they've got a new product coming out for shaving heads uh, in addition to that I'm doing a bunch of different other things but the best thing to do is to get connected and if you're a young person when I say young person if you're under 100 years old and you're excited about media and you're interested in photography videography writing um, you've got a 
a really cool project that you want to work on but you just don't know how to navigate this region hit me up I'm sure we can figure out how I can get you connected with some people we can partner and make sure that something like that happens and most importantly we'll have it documented and we've got an amazing team of photographers and videographers already filmmakers um, who are interested in documenting this um, this is a this is a lot more than, than just um, a show that you see once uh, a week here on Tuesday night there's a lot going on and I encourage you to be a part of it so I got Naisha Kelly here, who is, I've known Naisha for several years now. Um, we actually met um, when she was launching her, her magazine, Koi Magazine, and we did a cipher over at Trenton Social. And if I'm not mistaken, that's actually recorded somewhere. I think filmmaker, yeah. I got to look that up. So filmmaker Jeff Stewart actually documented that, and that was yeah. back in 2013, 2012, yeah. right around there. And the Trenton Social. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I got to got to get a copy of that from Jeff and okay. then uh, we'll share that that's kind of cool actually yeah um, in addition to that she's also uh, uh, she didn't even touch on this but she's also a spoken word artist and a poet and in the way you're acting it seems like you, you might be a little shy about me saying that no you know what it is like I've gone through so much doing poetry I remember this will helps keep it green for me I remember in Trenton High doing this poem don't take my kindness for a weakness I wrote it eons ago. And the way the crowd responded to it really shocked me. So you would think I would be okay. If I can handle turning the high crowd, I can handle anybody's crowd, right? And I was doing poetry in the area when I come I came back from college a little while after I had my daughter. I was doing spoken word and I got discouraged because unfortunately the host, I'm not gonna say where the event was, the host was negatively critiquing my poetry on an open mic in front of everybody. And that made me get discouraged and stop. And then one day I stopped by Classics Bookstore and there was an open mic there. And this guy, Todd Evans, he was a phenomenal poet, but he was like, okay, when you want to be the feature? Like I did a poem and he said, when you going to do a feature? And I'm like, a feature? You, you want me to do a feature? And um, the rest is history after that because keep exposing myself, going to these different open mics built up my confidence and so you know and I, what I liked about classics in particular is it's family oriented we're all family we're all cheering each other on we're all trying to do better there are no big eyes and little U's you know it's no egos and I lo I needed that because where I was going before it was a lot of egos and I was questioning my poetry whether it was deep enough whether it was connecting with people you know because I, I didn't think I had what it, it took until one day I said to myself, I said, if you can handle Trent High's crowd, you can handle any crowd, but they rough. Mm -hmm. They either like you or they don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to jump in there um, quickly and, and, again, encourage the folks in the audience. Watch the words that you say to people in general because you never know their situation and where they are. Mm -hmm. And you can edify them and big them up, or you could maybe chop them down. And I think everyone has had that feeling in their life where they felt really good about something mm -hmm. and someone said or did something mm -hmm. that took that away from them. So folks in the listening and viewing audience, if you don't have any encouragement to say and you can't critique properly or you can't show that kind of uh, etiquette when critiquing, don't say anything. I mean, because uh, you may fuel some people, but you're probably going to do a lot more damage um, to their psyche and also prevent them from reaching a goal. Um, I, I've been living by this ideology of uh, if 
more people are happy mm -hmm. and enjoying their lives, we're going to have less problems yes. in culture. And I had a, a guest on um, a few months back, uh, Princess Jenkins, who's, uh, who's a, an artist, a visual artist, and um, she's also an educator, and she spoke about people being forced like round pegs and square holes and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And we talked about how um, detrimental that is to our society, because if people aren't really being fulfilled in their occupation, mm -hmm. what are the other effects of that? Like, I mean, how do they treat their friends, their family? Are they the people that, you know, have road rage? Are they the people that, you know, are, are cussing people out oh, at the yeah. grocery store and those types of things? Mm -hmm. So I think it behooves us to really think about what we're doing and what we're saying. You know, that old adage, I guess, from, from our parents and many years ago, mm -hmm. um, don't have anything nice, <laughs> nice to say, don't, don't say, say anything, anything at all. And a lot of people don't realize that, like, I even had to learn about good judgment. When you see a person and they present themselves to you, I I would see a, meet a new person, let's say it's a woman, and she's attractive. I'm like, oh, she's so pretty, she probably has the nicest life. But I'm judging her without realizing I'm putting, I'm projecting onto her, you know, and it's not fair to her. Cause she might not feel that way. Mm -hmm. So you got to be careful, in one, about not judging other people, like you said. And two, you have to watch how you talk to yourself. Yes. Because I remember someone saying... Her friend was like saying bad stuff about herself, and she said, "Why are you talking to my friend like that?" And I was mm. like, "Whoa!" And that's when I learned you have to watch what you say to yourself because you never know how that's going to impact you or someone else. Mm. Like with my daughter, I always I'm careful to not negatively critique myself in front of her, and I try not to do it even when she's not around. And it's hard, you know, because I can recall one time I said I was fat. And my daughter had me about two or three, and she was like, Mommy, I'm fat. I'm like, where? She said, that's what you said. And I was like, oh, my God. Because <laughs> all I can think of is my mom used to say, not saying that the judge parents, do as I say, not as I do. And I was a hypocrite at that moment. And I was like, whoa, no. You can't have her talking to herself like that. So you got to watch what you say, even to yourself. You know, because you could kill opportunities like that, like, thinking I'm not worthy, uh, I doubt myself. You can't stay in a place like that. Mm -hmm. You can get there sometimes, but don't stay there. And that's the hardest thing for people to do. I know for me, I have to pull myself out of it, you know. And that's touching on, like, I like to touch on topics like mental illness, for instance, you know, that's very dear to my heart. And because I know people struggle, and I've struggled myself. And I just, I try to, like I was saying earlier with the blog, the magazine, I try to empower women past their pain, past their trauma, and to understand their purpose. That was my whole goal for Koi Magazine. I just want to, and Koi stands for cultivation of you, you know, and I, I know what it's like to not love yourself. I know what it's like to doubt yourself constantly. Not saying that I don't still doubt myself sometimes, but I had to come out of that because I remember I had an opportunity to speak at that park on the boulevard, Martin Luther King Boulevard, I'll never forget this. I went and got my hair done, got a new dress, new shoes, all done up. And I couldn't get on the stage and tell them that people used to call me ugly. I couldn't do it. Like, I broke down before I got on stage. I said, I can't do this. And I left. And I felt so bad about that because I let what someone else said about me in the past affect my present. And you're not supposed to give anybody else your power. Mm -hmm. But I gave my power that day. And I said, that will never happen again. Well, I want to encourage you because, I mean, just today, I mean, there's so many things that you've said mm -hmm. that I want to encourage you because it's obvious that, that you're 
you're recognizing and making changes and adjustments. Mm -hmm. Because I think there's plenty of people who never recognize areas of growth within, within themselves or right. in others. And then to take that step is a big deal. And um, you also, um, a shout out to my friend Dan Regan, who's a comedian. He talks about how he has struggles with um, getting on stage um, as a performer, as a comedian. And he was saying that um, the people that he talks to, they tell him that you're doing something that less than 1% of the population can yeah. do. Yeah. You're getting up by yourself on stage in front of people and you're exposing yourself. Mm -hmm. And you're doing that as well. So kudos to you for that. Yeah, but you know what? It, it took, like I said, it took a lot of hard work for that. And I remember Todd one day, he said, you need a name. I was like, huh, I need a name? And he was like, Braveheart. He said, because of the cover, the material you cover. He's like, a lot of people can't write about what you write about. I write about mental illness. I, I have this poem, Black Women Scare Me. And when I get into a room full of women, they be looking like, what you mean black women scare you? And then when I go into the poem, I've seen people break down in tears listening to me speak about my struggle with my relationship with my mom growing up. And it that touch that touches me. Like I'm not just transparent to be trying to be deep. I'm transparent because like I said before, writing makes everything real for me. And that's my release. Once it's gone, the poem is done over it, I said it, I've released. And I feel much better about that. That's fantastic. Um, I'm speaking with Aisha Kelly. You can find her on all social media platforms. Koi Magazine, C-O-Y Magazine, and that's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well. Yes. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and plus all the links will be up on the Trenton 365 pages as well. Um, we're about, we've got a couple minutes left before the end of this segment and before I introduce Isles to come back in. Um, prior, we were talking about your internship and some different things that we're going to be working on. One of them is that we're going to set a hard date for your book. And that's going to be sooner than later. Okay. So in 2019, people will see your book. Help me out. Yes, they will. All right. So 2019, we got your book. You're going to be a guest on the Library Boxes of Trenton podcast, which is going to happen the third Saturday in June. You're okay. going to be there. You'll be talking about yes. your book and about your writings, etc. And then you're going to reach out to Dress for Success and find out as you pass that ambassador torch, so to speak, to the next person. We're going to be sharing a bit more about that as well. Okay. All right. And we're going to have you on the other side, and you're going to be doing some interviews um, before you know it as well. Oh, cool. <laughs> Great. Any final words you want people to know about uh, Naisha Kelly? Never let a dream be deferred. It came from Alexa Hughes' poem, Dream Deferred. I love that poem. And it's a short one, but it's a good one. And if I remember correctly, Langston Hughes is one of your favorites. Yes. Great. You've been listening and watching the Trenton 365 show. Stay tuned for the second portion of the program. I'm Jacques Howard, and you're listening and watching over WIMG 1300 and WPHY, Channel 25 in Mercer County, New Jersey.